1: Hello and welcome back to Wining, a wine podcast, a wine show
2: broadcast nationwide. You never told me we'd be nationwide. i have we, well. Got a little bit of the willies now. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> we'll
3: get this, mate. You can download our content in Bosnia. You no. can download our content. In get Nepal. out of town. You can download this. I don't actually know if you can
2: download it in the pool. If if you've got Wi-Fi.
3: Uh, yeah, but there's there's different iTunes. Anyway, we digress. Welcome <laughs> back to Whining, a wine and beer podcast with uh, me. Uh, I'm Josh Jivney. hey, and Sean is here as well. Sean Cooper, familiar. Hi, Hi Josh. Guide. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, so with this podcast, I brought a beer to his table. Sean has brought a wine. It's our job to impress the other with the drink we have brought.
2: Yeah. Ready for it. Ready to feel it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm twisting. The cage has been released. I can feel it coming. Loose. There
3: we go. That looks good. Yeah. Hold it a bit tighter. Yeah, that's it. No tighter still, I think. (laughs)
2: Yeah, Sean's brought champagne. Yeah, uh, yeah. Why have you brought champagne? Because we're celebrating. It's um, one more year that, um, surprisingly, nobody has um, tried to claim the bounty on your head. <laughs> There's not much <laughs> bounty.
3: <laughs> the only people I've angered enough genu- generally don't have high enough incomes to put a bounty on me. Um, and I li- I'm not saying that like I have a much higher income. I imagine they're all <laughs> earning more than I have. But not quite at the level of, w- of which a
2: bounty well, a could bounty, be a, could be awarded. Well... There's no rule to say a bounty needs to be more than a tenner.
3: Um, no, but you have to persuade someone to murder someone.
2: <laughs> if you like, like murdering, I think most sort of murder, deep murders, it's own reward. To people no, who but, like no, it's
3: not though, because most murders are done by uh, spouses. So there's a, a reason. Um, sort of a mercenary type murder is gonna have to be, you know, you're paying like a number of thousands on the deep web to get someone killed, and it's not all like. I bet it's not someone in nice leather gloves and, like, a sniper rifle. You sound worrying. Just some really, really...
2: It's, just, it's going to be some really
3: angry guy With some issues that has access to the deep web Killing you in a really horrible way But anyway <laughs> yeah, I'm just cheering by Well you're the one that got on the bloody
2: you, uh, You're belties. the one who went Worryingly deep <laughs> <I> was like, <laughs> <laughs> Mine was just a witty quip To say that it's it's your birthday Happy. Well it was your birthday last week Happy birthday <laughs> Thank you, happy
3: birthday to you uh, uh, I, I didn't say it at the time <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, thank you, Sean. Um, it was my birthday. Uh should we introduce our drinks first though, seeing as we've let's let's do it. We've already uh not really <laughs> been let's run over this podcast again. In case you're listening. Into episode number seven first. Sean brings a wine to the table. Today he's brought a champagne. I bring a beer to the table. And at the end of the podcast, we decide who's his best. The job throughout the podcast, apart from just chatting, uh, is to impress the other and persuade them that our drink is better.
2: So uh, what have you got for us, Sean? Um, so this week we're drinking um, Château Taillet's Cuvée Saint-Anne um, champagne from Merfri, uh, which is just northwest of Ram. Don't understand what that means. Um but that is usual. It's it'll be from the Champagne region though. It is from the Champagne region of France. So yeah. um quick little little facts about champagne. All champagne Don't lose come, confidence halfway through. all champagne needs to come from the Champagne region in France. It's a, Champagne is a place. Funny little fact. Um, champagne is the a only... A fact You're uh, like a Russian doll of terrible, boring facts. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> trivia. Thanks, Josh. Dolls the trivia. Very confidence there. <laughs> <laughs> who, who wonders why I lose confidence halfway through a fact when I've got a co-host like this? Um, champagne is the only appellation um, not to that put... That means region, I think, appellation, by the way. Uh, not to put appellation on the label. It just puts champagne because it's famous enough as an entity that you don't need to put that it's... A law and a place.
3: I'm pretty sure when I drunk JP Chene, they just had JP Chene rather than but that's the same. because that,
2: that's because that's a brand name and that Appalachian would be like Vondr France or something like that. Wouldn't have thought so. It'll be on the back of the label. Wouldn't have thought so. It, yeah, it definitely. Wouldn't, wouldn't have thought be. so. Anyway,
3: I brought uh, <laughs> I've brought a um, it's a bit of a lazy choice today from me. Uh, it's Brew Dogs Punk IPA. Yeah. Yeah, the, the yeah. What's your take on BrewDog? You're not really. A, I'm a not fan, a fan of
2: BrewDog. They make they make average beers, but my main quip with BrewDog, and I think we've done this before on the show, because uh, no, I think we've done P- BrewDog before.
3: No, you've accidentally let people behind the curtain, which in this case isn't that bad. It's not like sort of a net curtain in some sort of really dangerous house um, where some terrible things are happening. Well you get off the subject <laughs> of terrible people and terrible things. Uh,
2: I thought you'd had a nice couple of days away for your holiday. No I have
3: but... But It's been my first <laughs> day back <laughs> at work and I'm tired. I've been catching up. Feeling great. Oh, yeah, I went on holiday. Oh the wow. We'll it was a that.
2: lovely snippet and sort of workings no, of Josh. But... He's one day back at work It is on some murder and sometimes, and sometimes torture nice... houses behind net curtains. <laughs> sometimes none. Don't
3: they say torture? Watch out. It could have been anything. It could have been someone <laughs> cheating at Monopoly. It's your mind that went somewhere dark. I do take cheating at Monopoly very seriously. Oh, yes, we do. As yes. with all, as with all uh, board the, game First-hand roles. experience with that. Absolutely. Um, no, what what <laughs> do we get to? Behind the Curtain. Yeah, we haven't actually done um, BrewDog on the show before. But was that Behind the, the Curtain, we, before we uploaded any podcasts, yeah. um, we actually did a couple of test podcasts um, just to see if it was bearable. Um, which it wasn't, but we'd
2: invested. <laughs> we'd invested a bit of. Uh, we bought. We bought at least a case of wine. and we thought we'd best at least drink through it. May as well get on it. Yeah. yeah.
3: So um, we yeah we're doing that. Um, so yes, I've got a punk IPA from Brewdog. Um, Sean's got the champagne. I oh, brew Brewdog, by the way. Uh, have you heard about their latest uh PR marketing uh thing?
2: Oh, no, is it another forty percent beer, aka whiskey?
3: No, it's not. Um, forty uh, percent beer, aka whiskey. They've um. You know how if, if you if you had a if you had a spawn, a child, a a, a birth a birthed human. You know yes. if you birthed a human you get um, paternity leave. With, yes. Yeah. Um now if you birth a dog, uh, you get paternity leave if you work for Rudog, oh. where you get a week off to To be honest, I, I'm not in their sort of PR nonsense, but I I'd like to spend a week with my new puffer. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it sounds lovely, mad. But I don't think, I don't think kind of just like business, that's a week of paid holiday you've got to give to your employees just because they buy a dog. Yeah. Doesn't make any financial sense.
3: Well, okay, Mr. Oh, business mad, over there. Mad people. In mad,
2: here. mad. They've got, anyway. They've got awful slogans on their cans and it's punk and junk. Well, let's yes, not get, it get into it. It is complete junk, Brewdog. We, we, we ah. should, if... Uh
3: at any point we need to find sponsorship for this podcast it's going to be really hard
2: <laughs> i would not accept it <laughs> well i
3: think if they came to us i think you'd have to just start saying nice things about like with for the cash
2: i would just stop saying bad things yeah,
3: okay, <laughs> um, yeah so uh, there we are those are the drinks um we'll be trying to impress the other with certain little bits throughout the show
2: but let's just carry on so how was the old birthday the old trip
3: Birthday was good. Um, went to uh, went to Scotland, uh, just in the countryside. Oh. Try and get away from it all, man. You know, you city rats. <laughs> you just don't know how to live, you know. Buzzling about on the tube, crushing against each other. You're more
2: of a city rat than I. You were born in Luton. I was born in Hampshire.
3: Yeah, that's true. But now look at you in <laughs> in that, in London. As running p- about running about you don't know what it's like to be outside in the countryside in scotland man i do i was there for four days oh bare grilling it i really was um i w- walked up ben nevis did you
2: yeah well, how far did you get before you started uh, panting and
3: <laughs> well
2: I, I i didn't i didn't pan, uh, at all actually I was trying to book a gp appointment thinking oh this
3: must be asthma <laughs> no no i didn't need to I, I i walked up ben nevis it was great
2: how far up ben nevis
3: why does everyone
2: always ask this? <laughs> how far? How Every far up Ben Nevis?
3: Every bastard! Why, why? If someone said I walked up uh, Mount Everest and they had like a berghouse fleece on, you just accept it. No, I you say I walked you'd say, up...
2: "Oh, where, where? How how far did you get? Did you reach? Um, first of all, so you say, did you reach base camp, which is actually quite a considerable height? And then you'd ask if they if they scaled the summit. Well, there wasn't a base camp at Ben Nevis. No, I don't. No, I don't think there is, is there? No. So how far up Ben Nevis did you get? How do you want your statistics? Um, What units do you want? Just a nice, easy-to-deal fraction.
3: I I couldn't possibly work out the fraction. Do you want time? Walking time? Yeah,
2: walking time. 30 seconds.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We got there really
2: late. You put one one foot on Ben Nevis and then walked away. (laughs) We got there really late. That's it. We've scaled Ben Nevis. (laughs) My right foot is firmly planted. We just turned up... We turned this up. Mount Ben Nevis. We t- this counts
0: <laughs>
2: Rosaline, this counts uh, We turned up
3: late and we didn't realise it's like eight hours to go up and down in the winter Ooh. and you need a compass, you need a torch, you need all these things. We were just wearing jeans. Oh
2: you're 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 these people we, <laughs> and, that, and
3: that's exactly why that's exactly why we didn't try it. Because <laughs> we didn't want to be those Londoners that get uh, the mountain rescue called out and almost die, and then I'll are in the local paper <laughs> and get like charged for the their sh- half the shivering,
2: half to death. <laughs>
3: yeah, in
2: exactly. Your Jack peak exactly. <laughs> Well,
3: I didn't take that. I took a new coat, but yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I didn't want to be those people, but we very nearly were. So I, I couldn't say. Uh, I, I went. Is- I went all the way to Ben Nevis and didn't walk up it. So I did walk up it with the hope of just being able to say I walked up Ben Nevis. Okay. But... Um, you you got it um otherwise apart from my Ben Nevis thing all largely good Airbnb owner uh, got a bit weird uh, as we left um it was kind of like uh, a cottage on like by their house okay so they were around um but we didn't say bye or anything so we didn't see them all weekend we just sort of left the keys in the door as they requested and we drove off okay. then they sent us a text saying um bit weird you didn't say bye bit strange <laughs>
2: really? so why are you
3: being so needy that's not weird is it were we bad to have uh maybe they worked out that i, I fed high salt foods to their hens after they said not to <laughs> but
2: um <laughs> well i don't know maybe it's just uh like you said a city versus country thing yeah, it doesn't seem mad though does it to you no it does, it, does seem seem mad? Little, it does seem a little bit mental yeah what from their part no from your part i mean if I can kind of see why they'd be a little bit irked if you didn't come say goodbye, but I don't think why. To, I don't think they needed to send. I'm a paying text. you,
3: like money to live in their house. I'm not. They're not like friends who have had me stay over.
2: I'd have said goodbye.
3: I don't think you would have.
2: I'd have said goodbye.
3: No, I said goodbye to the hens because those gals were great. Um, they they knew <laughs> what the scoop was. The
2: yeah, first time Josh has had a gaggle of hens.
3: It certainly is. Um, yeah. But uh, and uh, big news. Um. For you, you know, Sean, that uh, I, uh a birthday catastrophe is something that I'm not um unfamiliar with.
2: Yes, I do try and keep a distance from you on your birthdays now.
3: I've seen I've seen the darkness cloud my mind <laughs> um, around birthdays. <laughs> it's I I fear I fear the reaper. I fear the constant taking of time. Yeah, a um,
2: uh, first hand experience of this is us together in Scotland also mm-hmm. and you having a uh, meltdown um, whilst putting together a little lego set that i bought you
3: yeah that was nice though um but this year no 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 meltdown you were sans meltdown seemingly
2: without a meltdown which is good if because... you had one are you kind of are you is this like a time bomb situation i don't know i could don't have know one, could you have one too many glasses of champagne and to, have one tonight? to
3: be honest i there haven't been lots of birthday things to make me think about it so maybe that's what's actually like i haven't got oh, any have presents tipped, yet really have i tipped it over with the champagne No, no no cards. i think we're okay i think we're okay Although I did start with quite a dark intro to this podcast. yeah, but no, I, I think we're fine. I think we're okay. Um, but my 19th was definitely the worst. Um, do you know about my 19th catastrophe? Uh,
2: for the sake of the podcast, no. No, well, that's it. Obviously, yeah, I was going to say that anyway.
3: So what was the point of teasing? Uh, but yeah, the 19th was worse. I think it was the thing that really got me was that it was my last year of being a teenager. That really sort of smacked you know really sort of hit me i really didn't like it i really got upset as well plus it was my first year at uni when i was and i'd only really known people for like uh what would it have been like five months still getting to know them october february yeah yeah so still trying to sort of bed in there like make friends get people to like you so it's probably a little bit emotionally strong there as well but I was, I, I I cried quite a lot throughout oh, the day, George. and then all my mates took me out to uh, the SU, um, and uh, a student
2: union. If you didn't know, student what SU union.
3: Meant. Yeah, like just the local bar, um, and I was just so sad. People kept buying me drinks, and I was sad. Sounds great. Free drinks it, yeah i know but I, yeah, still i wasn't smiling um i kept requesting uh the smiths to go on the jukebox on i think it was a friday night or oh, it's definitely a, a big night uh in the local pub uh and then i was so sad and forlorn um that my friend joe had um these very cool friends um, called, uh, well, B and K, will call them, but it wasn't the Burger King. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, he had these cool friends and they had um, some really attractive girls with them. Okay. And Joe Gaynor's just trying his bloody best because his brand new mate is, uh he's down, he wants to cheer him up. Um, so he goes up to his cool mates and is like, guys, Josh is, um I'm, I'm riffing it. I didn't actually hear him say it, but this is what I assume he asked. It's like... Uh, Josh's having a bit of a downer. Do you mind joining girls? Do you mind just going up and like saying hi and just seeing if he's all right, cheering him up a bit, having a bit of a laugh, and they come over. And two minutes later, they're gone. <laughs> they're too sad. They may dress all in Black Sean, but when it comes to actual depression... And <laughs> they can't down, hack it. They can't hack it, mate. They want to go out to a club and listen to a propaganda DJ play the Fratelli. So that's what they want to hear. They don't want to hear about the constant ticking of time and my graph that I drew out on the table, which you may have seen me draw before, which is <laughs> it used to be a graph of... Um, it was me versus Terry Wogan, or like, <laughs> and we both start at the same point at time zero, and then Terry Wogan would have a really good life, and I'd go up on the graph with him, and I'd stay down for me because um, I may or may not have a good life, who knows? And then I'd finish with, and we both end up here, <laughs> the same place, and I draw this, I drew this graph out for them on the table when they left. <laughs>
2: Ooh. As they as they had the right to do. Just uh well, God bless Terry Rogan and his rest his soul. He's yeah, there, Yeah,
3: this this was pre um pre Terry Rogan's death. Um okay. which you know is sad, but um and you could say his legacy actually means that he he didn't end up in the same place as when I might die. But um still a fond place in people's hearts. But uh either way, that's the chart I drew oh, <laughs> on gosh. on the sticky SU table with the straw. Um <laughs>
2: What did you draw her in? Spilled beer? No,
3: it just kind of mapped
2: it out, you know, pointed it. Out.
3: Oh, okay. But yeah, not a good way to birthday. <laughs> no. <laughs> I really, really want you in my mouth. From then on, there, oh, we'll head on further south. Am I talking about the blood of a love rival?
2: Oh, no, oh, it's wine. Drinking it's by Celebration. Mm. Good times. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Birthdays. Uh-huh. Synonymous with Well, all of the
3: things you just said.
2: What 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 else goes hand in hand with parties and celebration
3: Um Pale ale? No. It does for me, mate. Champagne. Oh right, yeah, for you, yeah. That's true. Um, yes, always and a glass. That's of what is. we're drinking today, isn't it? It is, yeah. So, so th- this is. We should explain. This is Sean's time to impress me with his wine. Um, and it's it's not just a wine today. It's a champagne.
2: Yes. So, um, champagne being style of for- style of. For- <clears throat> Come on. Come on. Ah, get there in the end, Sean. Come on. Um so Champagne's a start of sparkling wine from the region of Champagne, um in the east of France, in the northeast of France. Um, factually true. Yeah. So actually uh just north of Chablis, kind of in between kind of uh Lyon and uh Paris. That kind of area It's good
3: to know that if uh, your career as a sommelier doesn't work out, which I highly expect it won't, you can always be an Uber driver around France. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Very vague Uber driver. Very vague.
2: (laughs) Can you take me near here? Yes. Yeah, I can do that. I can get you near there. Um, So, yeah, champagne is made from uh, (laughs) a Bend 3. That wasn't... Your audio
3: <laughs> skipping—that was Sean's mind uh, buffering. Skipping, yeah. Uh,
2: so champagne oh, oh, is order now. Come on, going mate. well for me, is it? This is your job. It and... is. Oh, oh well, you're not paying me for this, are you? Oh, so. Not paying. I wasn't getting paid. <laughs> Early days, yet. Right, champagne, wine, sparkling, French. Normally made from a blend of three great varieties: Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, Pinot Meunier. This is uh, Charton Taillet's Cuvée Saint-Anne. So Charton Taillet are a small producer um, based in the little village of Mervy, which is just northwest of um, one of the main um, towns in Champagne called Ram. Uh, it's a father and son duo called Philippe and Alexandre, um, and they've only got 12 hectares of vineyards, which is really quite small. Losers! <laughs> I've got 14. I haven't, but that's what some with 14 might say to them on
3: their tractors as they pass.
2: It quite possibly could be, yeah, but I don't think they would. So uh, it's a blend of um, 35% Chardonnay and 65% Pinot Noir from all quite old vines, all of kind of minimum 30 years old. Um, so it's quite a... Quite a vibrant style of champagne. uh, Lots of kind of apple and pear fruit. Yeah. Um, And it's fizzy. So what's not to
3: like? That's true. And Pinot Noir, I assume, is a a black grape?
2: Yeah, so Pinot Noir is a red grape variety. Red or, yeah, as you said, black varietal. But you can make white wines from black grapes, as you would in champagne. and call it a blanc de noir, which means white of black. So what you would do is simply press the grapes, take the juice straight off before it's had any contact with the skins, um, because if you press even black grapes, but the I juice will be clear. I thought
3: that was a blush, isn't it? Like, when you use... Don't you get a blush from that because you can't help a bit of the skin colour getting into the thing?
2: No, it will be, It will be like, white wine. Okay. Yeah, if if, if it's done kind of carefully and, and gently. I'll allow it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what they would do is make a Blonde Noir out of the Pinot Noir, so we'd press it very gently, get just the first run juice off, um, so it would be a clear juice. And they'd also do the same with the Chardonnay as well, because it's a white varietal. Um, it's going to be a white juice anyway. Yeah. And there you go. Sure. Yeah, it's delicious. It's vibrant. Um, it's beautifully textured. It's slightly creamy. Um, beautiful kind of nectarine fruit, a little bit of brioche, toasty, great weight to it. It's delicious.
3: It is a goodie. Uh, I'm I'm a lucky birthday boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's really good, actually. Very delicious. It's very um, tasty. Yeah, I'm I'm on board.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you are uh,
3: So Sean I think it was on the last podcast was it the last podcast? I think it was um, I was telling you about my girlfriend fancy a comedian
2: Yes Liam Williams
3: Fancy Liam Williams La Williamson or William? Liam Williams what is it with you and wanting to put son on the end? <laughs> You've done it loads. Just <laughs> sounds right. Come to on, me. mate. You've got the wrong bus here. You're getting comedians' names wrong. Oh, yes,
2: it took me 40 minutes the to wine get from cell North, North Greenwich to Station was, to your house. The wine
3: cell was a bit lumpy. Is everything okay at home? Um,
2: well, well, yeah, yeah, ish, but we'll, we won't talk about that. Yeah, now. fair <laughs> enough.
3: Um, yes, yeah, so, uh, yeah, uh, my girlfriend fancied this comedian called Liam Williams, a uh, very funny guy. Um, And it was basically off of my. um. Off of my back, my request. Well, yeah, you, re- you recommended I him. Recommended, go see him. Yeah. I recommended him as a fancy possibility to her, and she agreed. So uh, we went to see him live at this amazing comedy night called uh, it's Sabotage at the Bill Murray uh, in Islington, London. Everyone should go. I think the next one's in May. Out of this world. Lineup was incredible. Brilliant. Daniel Kidson was on. Who is... Like, one of the best stand-up comedians... Like, he's generally regarded as the best stand-up comedian in the country, but
2: he doesn't do TV. Oh, yes, I've heard of this guy. He doesn't do, like, self-promotion or TV or anything. Yeah, exactly. Word of mouth, the best comedian there is. Yeah, so, yeah.
3: yeah, um, I think I pronounced it Kidson. It's not, it's Kitson. My bad. Um, But, yeah, incredible. And he wasn't on the bill, but he turned up... Anyway, I digress... And uh it's, it's that kind of podcast, <laughs> um anyway, uh, so yeah, he was on, and then, um, yeah, so I took sorry, this is nonsense. We are being so bad today, whipping being, being yeah. off track, uh,
2: we get out of routine for a week, um, yeah, we
3: had a holiday last week, um anyway, girlfriend Francis comedian, thanks to my request. We go see him live um at this sort of variety comedy night, um, and it kind of worked out perfectly for me because hey ho. She doesn't fancy Liam Williams. Seeing him live completely turned the off switch. Really? Completely flicked it. Had no interest in him whatsoever. I was laughing in hysterics, even though the set was pretty much the same as what we saw yeah. when we first saw him. It was a very funny set. Very funny set, though. Still laughing along. Um, I, I still fancy him a bit. He's great. <laughs> um, doesn't strike me as your type, yeah. But yeah, uh, he was... Um, my girlfriend completely sort of switches off. Um, which is always good to hear when um she's about 3 feet away from someone um but a uh, little switch a little switcheroo a little twist there was a female comedian
2: that Josh got a switch on for
3: a little bit yeah she's <laughs> so funny and uh she's from New Zealand and uh, I don't know if I should say her name because <laughs> I don't know. I feel a bit weird. I'm like a giddy schoolboy. Okay, well you, can, you, um,
2: can, you can you can set. You can well, let, no, I will. Uh, it's, you can let you can let me know. You can. Well, no,
3: it's it's Rose oh, it's Rose Matafeo. Ooh, how do you um, spell that?
2: Uh,
3: M A T A F E O, uh, which I know from typing into Instagram and Twitter. Uh, <laughs> but she outstanding New Zealand comedian. She was on um, and. Uh, it was very much like how I thought my girlfriend would fancy Liam Williams and I recommended uh, I recommended him to her on a fancy level. It t- didn't turn out that way, of course. But my girlfriend, straight after Rose's set, turned to me and said, um, you fancy her, don't you? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> it's like, yes, yes, I do. <laughs>
2: um,
3: so it's a real switcheroo. Um, but actually turned out Rose's for me. Um, both both, both Rose (laughs) My Girlfriend and Rose Matafeo and
1: Rose is Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news Ad Free Listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free that's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Beautiful flower of which my night was.
2: So if you think you've had uh, relationship worries this week. Well, they, they started
3: with worry and then turned to massive glee. Well, well now Rose has got relationship worries. Both, yeah. both,
2: both the rose in your life and the both you rose wish to be in your life. Should be worried. I think it's nice to be challenged in life, isn't it? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Speaking of challenging situations, um, I had a bit of a, an awkward sitch with the old GF. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did she finally see you nude? Um, yes, but that's not what was awkward. Um, so this is it's a little bit blue. This, <laughs> um. But
3: um... why, Here's what's in my mind when you said the word blue Ferrero Rocher, the 1980s Golf GTI advert Key swapping parties
2: Br- Like belts and braces And I don't know why No, so, um, right Four reasons uh, Me and my girlfriend haven't had to use, um, condoms Oh my god, for a couple It's, of Jesus. Years. <laughs> it's a very blue um and... <laughs> I didn't
3: realise we were talking gynologically
2: Blue. I thought we were talking more <laughs> pornographically. Okay, right. Um, we haven't had to. We haven't. We haven't had to use them. Um, now, now, now we may have to. Um, so, <laughs> have you run this past your girlfriend that
3: she's cool with this story? I've told loads of other people this story. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, because <that's laughs> she'll be how fine it works. with that. Yeah, turns out I didn't lie to anyone because I wrote it in six <laughs> other articles.
2: So... <laughs> Bog off. <laughs> Yeah, she'll be fine. She'll be alright. She doesn't listen to the podcast. Um, so, um... Who does? <laughs> yeah. um, so basically, I, I bought a pack of condoms. And uh, seeing as I hadn't worn one for a couple of years... This is so gross. <laughs> this is so gross. I was going to try I... and
3: suggest we make this podcast non-explicit. <laughs> but... What's
2: the fucking point? <laughs> I, uh... This is so... I decided to... Practice... By myself. Well oh, I don't want to know about this. <laughs> so I um had what some what one would refer to as a as a posh wank. Oh,
1: this
2: is Right. This is really horrible. Okay, fine. And um uh, so there was there was a condom missing from the pack. I get a call from my girlfriend at work. Uh you, well, a text first. You need to call me now. Call me now, call me now, call me now. Bad news. So I step out from work, give her a call. She's in tears. What's going on? Who is she? Why are you doing this to me? I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa.
3: First of all, thank you very much for assuming I could do something like that. Very <laughs> yeah. <Not really> flattering.
2: <laughs> now let me tell you the truth. Um, what, 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 what's, what's going? What, what's the matter? And then through tears she says, there's a condom missing from the pack that you bought. <sighs> oh yeah, let me uh, explain about that. And uh, she didn't believe me. She didn't believe you? No, so it did take a bit of convincing on my part to gonna convince her that that was true. The reason there was a condom missing from the pack Was because I'd used it by myself Well what Does she believe you now? She believes me now But for a good kind of half a day She thought I was Cheating on her (laughs) (laughs) Nearly ended my relationship (laughs) Oh
3: (laughs) In many ways, it was worth. I wanted to hear the story. It was worth your <laughs> grotesque uh, explanation Delivery. of what you did to yourself um, in that dark, dark room, <laughs> in that dark, dark place. Um, it was probably
2: more about midday. It was yeah,
3: fine. well, you, you work in the service industry, so yeah. you know, your, your your clocks were a bit switched. Um, wow, okay. That's not ideal, is it? No, it That's wasn't. It's not ideal, um, but
2: you're through. I'm, yeah, made it through, and uh, I don't know if we're stronger for it, but there we are. No,
3: often <laughs> like, in relationships it can often be we're not stronger because of uh, something that
2: something stupid that, doesn't that the man has done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um,
3: but yeah, well, well done, Sean. Well done for making it through. Yeah, thank uh, you. Yeah, um, I feel good
2: for it. Was good to share. Yeah,
3: yeah. Nice, yeah. nice to have you sharing. Um, don't talk about that again. No.
1: Beer's in heaven.
3: So it's come to that time in the show where Sean has had a chance to tell me about why his wine is so special and so cool. And now it's my time to do the same from the beer that I've brought. Um, Today we're drinking a Brewdog Punk IPA. It's a kind of standard sort of um, like craft in inverted commas beer, uh, you know... Comes in little cans, 5.6%. It's your standard. Comes in little cans. It's your standard thing, isn't it? Is it 5.6%? 5.6%. It? It's um, heavy going, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's your standard like IPA sort of thing. Um, but I don't know enough about it beyond that to really impress Sean with it. So what I like to do is tell a story. A story that puts him in a place where he wants nothing more than a beer. And then I grant him that beer.
2: No, that's not quite true. What I want nothing more is for the story to end. Yeah, well... Okay, well, you can't have that.
3: Um, so, Sean, have you got your lines? Unfortunately, yes. Okay, well, we begin. Um, that's pan pipes, by the way. Do-do-do. Sean awoke to complete absorbing darkness, yet his internal clock told him it should be dawn. All signs were there. His bladder was full to burst, and the ice laden on his skin was beginning to thaw and reveal sores and ice burns that resembled a sewer rat's innards. Oh. Yeah, exactly. A fragmented and torturous line of mountain peaks fell to reveal the new day sun, exposing the landscape of Nepal and Archduke Divney's expedition to Mount Everest. My surname's Divney, by the way, in case you didn't catch that at the beginning. Yeah. The Archduke addressed the camp. My friends, our strength is not locked away somewhere to be found, to look for, to scrabble around in packs and hunt down. It is you. No sooner can your courage detach from yourself than your blood leave your veins. They are one, it defines you, as with this peak. We must not tolerate the image of its summit escaping us, but know that we already have it, for no rock should be below so bold a crew as you. To your stations, and forward, unless ye have words to say.
2: Blub, blub, blub. Blob, bob. Bubba, bubba. Blib, bob.
3: Sean had fallen asleep face down in a muddy puddle. He rose out from the puddle as the crew dissipated
2: and cursed the charmless gremlin. (laughs) Can't believe Archduke Divney would say such nice things about a team I'm part of.
3: He remarked to himself while standing on all fours and chewing cud, for Sean had taken employ as a pack horse.
2: (laughs) (sighs) It, it, It ain't great money, and it ain't easy work, and it ain't fun when the gravel works its way into your knee joints and feels like there's a little fire inside my bones but at least I get to see my sister.
3: For once, Sean's brain wasn't corrupted by the exotic Nepalese flora and fauna he'd be eating. Sean's sister was on the expedition.
2: I'll never get tired of seeing her. Oh, yes, please. Go on. More, more, more.
3: His voice cried as the Archduke entered his sister's tent and (sighs) they created a sound of clashing bamboo tent poles heard across the camp for three to three and a quarter minutes.
2: Life as a pack horse sure feels like pure
3: ecstasy. His sister coincidentally finished his sentence with a shaken all yell. <laughs> <Wow. laughs>
2: tracking the gun. Um, but we, you, 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 were worried about my story, um, <laughs> jeopardising the fact that we couldn't, we could, <laughs> leave off the explicit mark on the podcast. <laughs> There's
3: nothing graphic here, and mate. You, There's nothing grabbing here at all. It's just all implied about knocking boots. (laughs) The trekking began and the weight of the packs pinched all the air out of Sean's lungs. The pinch was then a mighty clamp once the Archduke decided to ride the ugly pony, citing he had not enough energy after his morning routine. (laughs) As the air thinned in the higher climbs of Mount Everest, Sean could swear that his lungs were on fire.
2: I could swear that my lungs are on fire
3: is what he would have said. But what actually came out was... As he had said since being muzzled due to questioning why the packs on his back were missing the handcuffs and riding crop that were there before. Eventually the crew reached the peak, but Sean, only a few metres behind, slipped on a frozen patch of drawl from the Archduke and rolled all the way down the mountain each impact feeling like the crush of an almighty iron fist as he lay there at the bottom a bottle fell out the pack and he took a sip
2: well this is a cat and not a bottle semantics how is that um that's not going to cut it is it
3: fine Drinking wine and feeling fine Cause I drink that wine all the time with
2: Sean
3: <laughs> I love that jingle It's good isn't it Thank uh, you very much to Matt Young Who was our guest on episode 4 or 5 I believe Yeah uh, Well to listen if you haven't listened already Um, Sean, it is time for Wine News. It
2: it is, yeah. And we've got some crackers of stories right now. So um, first up, man builds champagne bottle house. That's not a house for his champagne bottles. He built a house out of champagne bottles. Um, So a man in uh, in Western Russia's Ural Mountains has constructed a house out of champagne bottles. 12,000 champagne bottles to be exact. Um, He didn't drink all of the champagne. Oh, no. (laughs) Why have you got mad eyes? <laughs> you can't see it, but he gets mad eyes when he's doing his news voice um so he, uh, he he went round to um bottle banks and collected 12,000 bottles of champagne had neighbours help him and then him and his son built a house out of sh- champagne bottles would you believe it um next up um a Trump wine boycott backfires spectacularly um So um, they tried to stop Donald Trump in the primaries. They tried to stop him on election day. And then they tried to stop his wine selling in supermarkets and failed. Um, So um, you might not know this, but Trump Trump has a vineyard. um, And essentially there's one um, woman um, who tried to get everybody to boycott his wines um, from supermarkets in the US. Um, It really backfired and her local supermarket ran out of uh trump wine they sold out
3: oh really yeah people just got um got a bit miffed did they that she is trying to.
2: i don't know It was just... just subliminal marketing wasn't it Either that all trump all trump supporters are raving alcoholics um, <laughs> <laughs> um third and final story um, i'm going to read this headline exactly as it reads please sleep. Cheers! Cheers to you. Stranger's share a bottle of wine found on NYC Subway. Um, so two stand-up citizens found a bottle of champagne, a bottle of uh, wine on the uh, subway in New York um, and decided to crack it open and share it, um, as well as a little mini bottle of tequila by the looks of this, uh, of this photo here. Um, so a bottle of wine rolled out from underneath a seat. One man grabbed it, opened it, must have had a corkscrew on him, because it's a, it's a court top. top. Um, Doesn't it make you always wonder? Always prepared. Um, he's, well, wearing, he's, wearing a, he's wearing a jacket and tie and nice shoes, so maybe he just always he keeps a corkscrew on him as well. Maybe that's going to that's a not something people with suits have. I, I wear a suit quite often and always carry a bottle opener with me. You are literally a waiter. And it is a waiter's friend. So. <laughs> um, yeah, these two guys shared a bottle of uh, Subway wine on the subway. Oh, Does that, that sound like something you feel like doing? Would you would you do that if you're on the, if you're on the tube and you find a bottle of wine just rolls out from under the seat, you just crack it open. To the guy sat next to you. No, but like well, I, I wouldn't
3: expect it to be news if I did. It uh, was news. <laughs> well, I don't know if it was. I <laughs> this don't. is all that happens in the world of wine. This is what we live for. Can we? What what room is there to do like um, celeb goss? Like, could we do more of an E-style wine
2: news? Um, we could. Yes. Um, do you want me to find some uh, no no not wine right now not, no 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 let's see what Johnson Swabinson has been up to this week
3: oh no I meant kind of like actual celebrities not wine
2: okay uh, the, uh, Twitter what's she been up to
3: <laughs> oh this is gonna be uh, this is gonna um, be some really fresh content for oh you here we guys. go
2: um, my task this morning spotting which of the bottle in the double mag oh that doesn't make any sense <laughs> <laughs> my task this morning spotting which the bottle which the double mag. From uh, La Science. Um, 85, 90, 01, 05, 09, hashtag tough life. Um, I think she's just saying she's got an array of vintage of uh, a Pomerol producer, La Consciente, um some of which are in bottles, some of which are in double magnum, and she has to decide which um, vintage has been poured from the bottle, which has been poured from the double magnum, because they would age at different rates. Because uh, the format size of a bottle uh, affects the rate of the ageing of a bottle. So essentially, the smaller a bottle size, uh, the quicker it will age, because part um, wine aging is this just is oxi- oxidization effectively um, and if that happens on a quicker rate because of um, surface area of a smaller bottle or a larger bottle then um, aging happens at s- slower or faster rates this
3: there is, you go josh this is
2: the worst it's just full of facts upon facts upon facts upon breaking well, it's, it's wine news incomprehensible words it's like, what's Jancis Robinson been up building, to this week you're
3: building a wall of words you're the Donald Trump of wine words you are
2: you are the third person to liken me to Donald Trump in recent memory <laughs> in recent memory <laughs> in
3: recent like before weeks. when he was on The Apprentice no That's just right in the,
2: recent weeks
3: <laughs> the actual president of the United States did used yeah. to be on The Apprentice uh, yeah you've yeah Well, that, why you're not that you're uh, not racist me no well essentially you say well say no first uh, no, big no 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 i'm
2: not I'm, I'm not racist i don't want to build a wall around us in france um I, I, I guess in a guest in my restaurant likened me to trump uh and then <laughs> why uh, because they're mental well I I don't <laughs> think they're meant
3: to- Okay, well let's, I'm not gonna get, let's into get into that. I don't wanna know. Um, and then there was a uh, He's not he's not like Trump. There was
2: way. another one like not.
3: I need to know, I need to go in here. We're we're not the bad guys, okay? We're not we're not. <laughs>
2: we should stop
3: talking. Because you you when you're saying three people like you to Trump, I'm picturing myself as someone else listening to this and thinking are these guys the bad
2: guys? We're, no, we're, we're no, not, no, 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 no. I'm justly likened to Trump. Yeah. I'm not like Trump. i have better hair for a start. You do have better hair. Yeah.
3: And um, yeah, yeah. Like, and and you, yeah. Anyway, we're not <laughs> getting into this. Um, I, I, I just before we before we sign off on wine news, um, I saw a documentary on Netflix, which you'll be very proud. I watched all about the wine. Um, have you seen this? You heard about this? All about the wine. Uh, What's the word? Um, Forfeiter. Not forfeit. What's the word?
2: What are you talking about? Counterfeiter.
3: Wine counterfeiting.
2: Oh, Rudy Kulunawi. Rudy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's how you say his name. Yeah,
3: yeah, I think it definitely is. Uh, I think we talked about it once,
2: didn't we? We did, yeah. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah,
3: very good documentary on Netflix about it. Um, Easy to find. Um, It's actually quite interesting, considering I gave the story an absolute... um, Blasting on the podcast for being boring. You did poo-poo it. I yeah. did poo-poo it. Um, it's actually really interesting and well worth a little watch, actually. So there we are. Proved wrong. Um, that is my news. Okay, then, Sean, um, we find ourselves at the... Other end of the podcast. If the beginning is the mouth, this is the. No. Oh, don't go there. <laughs> no. the, the,
2: the the big toe. Y- yeah. The kneecap. Know. What's the end of the? Okay, okay. fine. Okay, the, the well, heel. May... Oh Okay, this is
3: the end. It's the end of the show. Um, Final curtain. And we need to we need to work out whose drink was preferred. Uh, the whole theme of the podcast is, I bring a beer, Sean brings a wine we tried to make the other person prefer the beer we've brought um so the sean, beer we've brought, the or drink, we, drink we, we brought sorry yeah um so sean what did you bring
2: um so this is uh chaton cuve cuvee saint champagne
3: lovely stuff um you correcting me on um uh how i misspoke there what did i say again
2: uh, you said
3: uh... it's been a long day <laughs> Uh, you 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 just said uh, the beer we bring. The beer we bring rather than the the, the wine and beer or drink we, the bring. drink we bring. Um I shouted uh at a friend of mine. Um I we were talking about a, a, a fictional come dine with me and the three courses we'd do.
2: Oh due. I'd love to go and come dine with me.
3: Yeah, we were talking about the fictional courses we'd do and it got to dessert and I kept shouting at them champagne prosecco, champagne prosecco, champagne prosecco. And they looked oh, they they looked at me like what are you talking about? It's like uh, champagne prosecco, you idiot! It's like, what are you talking about? Listen, dimwit, with your stupid brain, <laughs> champagne prosecco. What's so hard to understand? I was trying to say champagne sorbet, uh, uh, but uh, I just couldn't get it across.
2: Um, so, out of interest, what would your uh, what, what would your menu be?
3: Well, I didn't actually um, uh, skip forward a few minutes, if you want to find out the results of this podcast and don't care about this.
2: Um.
3: I didn't actually get anywhere with it. No, no. I thought maybe a chowder for starters. Um, uh, soup. Yeah. it's it's a nice, it's a delicious soup, soup.
2: Yeah, but a lot of people are just going to think, oh, is only done soup. Do you reckon? Yeah. Um,
3: well, this was the thing. And then mains. I, I I've got some mains I'm proud of, but it's all stuff that would be a bit root one for you know, like a, a good lasagna recipe and a good like pasta recipe, and it's all a bit root one.
2: Well, no, that uh, that's what you want. That's what you want for a par- for a dinner party like that. You want something really tasty, kind of served up family style, people just help themselves. You're impressed with the starter and the, and the dessert, make them wow. And in the main course, just really wholesome. Well, what would delicious. you do then?
3: What's your... what's your? I, I'd do
2: something to start off something.
3: Sure. I Oh my God, I'm so sorry. You may not know what Come Dine With Me is. Um, Come Dine With Me is a TV show where four guests who don't know each other have to cook for each other. Um, in four consecutive nights, and they all vote for each other, saying how well the good the night was on food and entertainment, and the winner wins a grand. Sean, continue.
2: Yeah, to start, I'd do something. Oh, I don't know. I'd go really cheesy and just do like a prawn cocktail. I think a prawn cocktail. I'd make it a, a, a pretty banging prawn cocktail.
3: You're you've come across badly in this podcast, and I'll tell you for why. People think you're like Trump, and you want it to be the 80s again. <laughs> <laughs> you do
2: not seem like a modern man. Um, I don't, I don't, yeah, just do something like really retro, and true. everyone loves a prawn cocktail. No one likes a prawn cocktail. Okay, literally, maybe, literally maybe no one. All right, maybe I've been a little bit eschewed because uh, my father's favourite dish in the entire world is a prawn cocktail, and it's all we eat at family occasions. I literally think no one else eats prawn cocktail.
3: You're you are keeping the world in um, what's that sauce called? <laughs>
2: What? What's the sauce in Prague? Marie God? Rose. Marie no, right, Rose sauce. Yeah. Okay. In that case, I don't know. Bake off some goat's cheese and a little bit of phyllo, phyllo pastry, and some honey and some raisins. Uh, keep it simple, something like that. Then main course. You're, you're looking beef Wellington. Some beautiful. Mm. Uh, yeah. No, that's a good shout. Some beautiful green beans. Grat and dauphinois potatoes. Yeah. Maybe some mashed potato as well. You're, keeping, you're given a couple of different types of potato, a couple of different types of veg, some gravy. Mashed and dauphinoise? Yeah, you get the choice of either. Just served up family style in the middle. Like a little buffet. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then dessert. I don't know. Uh, champagne Prosecco yeah Champagne Prosecco <laughs> lovely um, so yeah anyway we must we've got to go we've been
3: too long we've taken forever this has been the most rambly podcast if you're still here um, drop us an email uh, We and uh, we'll give you five pounds for listening all the way through won't we Sean Yes. Yeah. Um, we don't actually have a show email yet. Our, our, our current system of communication is screaming out your window and hoping the message gets along to us. So. Well,
2: if you live about 10 yards away, then it'll be, it's quite effective.
3: Yeah, but someone might pass the message on anyway. So, yeah, yeah. if if you are still listening, um, £5 is coming from Sean's wallet. Uh, you just need to let us know uh, by screaming out your window. Um, yeah, so, Sean, what drink do you prefer? The Punk IPA from BrewDog or your champagne? Which uh, well, i have
2: very interested in. My position on uh, BrewDog is... Well-founded, so it's got to be champagne. Okay, um,
3: and I absolutely agree. I mean, it's it,
2: it's, it's champagne, it's champagne. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, So yeah, uh, I totally enjoyed
3: that. I was in the mood for it as well. Sean, congratulations on your win!
2: Yes, and that
3: is enough for whining. Winner! Ooh, remember to like and subscribe. We will be back again at the same time next week. Don't touch that dial. The, the really the really isn't a
1: dial. It's my- tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts. Good news